And so I need to find a better way to uh, do this instead of skipping all the slides, but it is what it is at this time. If you have a background or would like a ministry in technology, we uh, could put it to work and have you uh, here with us. But again, online, hopefulvermont.org, you can give there. And uh, there's a mailing address, also the chapel campus, which is also the hygiene pantry. I'll be praying for the hygiene pantry because some of you might be aware the homeless that were staying in local hotels, places are no longer. And so we're just trying to find opportunities to give hygiene items to and uh, whether it's through a local school or someplace you know, just let us know because we still have items um, that we would love to give away and help in those ways. So Acts, we continue in Acts, and uh, we finished last week talking about the servant Jesus. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. No, not one. How many remember that hymn or used to sing that old song? Yeah, uh, we, we need to do that again because I like that. Tim, you will volunteer to sing on Wednesday. You could sing today. No? Okay. So, um, but that's, <laughs> this is the same Jesus whom you handed over and rejected before Pilate. This is the Jesus that came as a servant and people wanted to come as a king. They wanted Jesus to come with great authority to take over so they felt like they could have a better life here on earth. They did not appreciate the fact that Jesus came as a servant. Jesus came to humbly just present the gospel and die and then to hear stories that he came back from the dead. What would you prefer to be lifted up that you would gain a position, that you would gain wealth, that you would get property because Jesus is the king or to say, hey, Jesus rose from the dead and you have to wait and you're going to get something special. What's the expression? Better is one in hand than two in the bush. Is it that the expression? It's like, well, uh, I know I have this one here living by faith. It's too difficult. But I think we were told through scripture to live by faith. But just like we would look at these individuals and say, hey, you, we need to uh, not be like you. And we'd point fingers or get upset because they handed Jesus over and rejected him. How many times have we acted very similarly uh, rejected in the um, NIV or in the Greek, it means disowned. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. This was brought glory to his servant, Jesus, that this would happen. So there's such uh, power in humility. They seem uh, counterintuitive. They seem like opposites, but there's power in humility. There's great strength in being able to walk away. There's these old movies that I remember watching as a kid, like the Buttercream Gang or whatever it was. And I was like, man, like now I'm like Christian movies are a little bit can be kind of slightly hokey. But when I was a kid, like the buttercream gang, this is awesome, this is great. But it was like, oh, the, the bully that was pressuring the little kid or bullying the kid and the kid walked away and it was just portrayed in the movie that he had great strength because he didn't fight. He had the courage to walk away and not to engage. And if we would learn that, like it's the truth that we can have great strength in walking away and being humble and knowing who we are as believers we are children of god called to serve him to do the will of the father which the will of jesus the will of the father was to seek and save the lost we need to be like him we are children of god to serve him now it's kind of weird especially in today's thought like how many of you want your children to serve you 
like it's kind of a weird thought but you are supposed to love your parents to love in such a way that you're willing to serve to sacrifice to be there to be available for them just as jesus set the example for us jesus being completely god and completely man he could have done his own thing but he wanted to do the will of the father jesus came to do the will of the father which was to seek and save the lost it was not just to build his kingdom to write uh his book to get his name out there it was to do what god had and we as children of god we are called to do the same to bring truth to jesus for it is the god of abraham isaac and jacob those before you in Hebrews, surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, this is because of all those that prayed for you, those that invested in you, those that uh, pastored your family, those that are familiar with you. They told the same story about Jesus, the God of our ancestors who has brought glory to his servant, Jesus, who by doing this, by healing the crippled man, by forgiving his sins, this is the same Jesus whom you handed over and rejected before Pilate despite Pilate's decision to release him. This is for us as well, that we've rejected Jesus. We've disowned him. We've sacrificed what God had for something else, rejected, disowned. This word disowned means to, de to deny, to renounce, to repudiate. This God with us, this Jesus that came in the flesh, this Jesus that lived on earth, this Jesus that performed miracles, this Jesus that spoke in parables, this Jesus that was against the religious uh, Pharisees, this Jesus that was trying to bring life. These people said, no, I want to disown him. I want to abandon his teaching. I want to reject him because I feel like there's something better. There's something different. Even though Jesus talked about healing people, even though Jesus performed miracles when it came to who was going to die on the cross they wanted barabbas how many times do we reject the holy one to release the quote murderer in our life the the bitterness we allow to get to us a hatred we allow to fester the frustration that god is saying that we can give to him we allow to take root in our own lives and jesus is saying no you can have the holy and righteous one alive in you you can learn from who god is but instead we're like ah, i tried that and it was good for a little while but now there's something else going on in me they rejected god with us Hayden, can you come uh, give me a hand real quick in Greg Blood? Greg Blood, it's easy. Don't worry about it. So this is, come on, Hayden, if you'll come up real quick. This is something we're talking somewhat about in our life group, and this is what kind of uh, captures me. Hayden, if you'll come here, and Greg, you'll come here. So there's kind of different levels of this. So you guys can grab my hand, grab my hand. Yeah, it's good. Okay, so once you become a Christian, God is pulling you one way, you get to play God. Was God bald? Well, I don't know. Maybe Jesus shaved his head. But Paul, this way, and you can be like my old self, like uh, Hayden represents what I used to like to do, what I love to do. So you can pull that way, pull that way. And God's pulling me this way, and I'm pulling this way. And like, there's this, I'm stuck in the middle. I know that God loves me, and he forgave me, and I want to follow Jesus. But I know that was kind of fun. That was kind of tempting. Those are some good friendships. Those are family. I don't want to be disloyal. Oh, but God says to follow him and to give up that. And there's uh, truth here and light here, but there's a struggle. And when I'm getting pulled back, oh, I could just rest in being pulled back. 
I can just take a break. I don't have to struggle so hard to sacrifice and give to Jesus. I can just give in to the flesh. I can just give in to what feels right. I can give in to my past. But, oh, there's this tension like, oh, God, you really have something for me. I need to follow you. But what happens is, you guys can both let go. Not at the same time you'll fall. <laughs> the temptation is we give in to one or the other. But reality is there is such uh, tension and pressure and stress in life that we are always going to feel that tension and stress in our life because you are never just saved and God's done with you. You are saved so that you can grow and grow in him. They demanded the release of a murderer, Barabbas. They said, no, we want Barabbas we don't want Jesus. They wanted to forgive and cancel the debt of Barabbas because they didn't want to follow Jesus. Let me go to this next slide. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead, and we are witnesses of this fact. So you have God and you have your past, God and Satan, but you also have this. I thought it was very profound. I wish I planned it, but of course I didn't. With watching the war room yesterday, or it's just war room, it's not the war room, but watching war room. <clears throat> this uh, Clara, Clara, whatever her name was, I get confused with the white kids, uh, but Clara, Clara, she was an older lady that prayed that God would use her to invest in someone else. And so now you get to play uh, Clara. And you can stop pulling because now we're on the same side. So he is, I'm learning from Clara, and I'm trying to go, but I'm not going alone. God does not call us to go alone. God says, hey, Hayden, what do you enjoy? What do you like? What gives you life? What brings you joy? And then as I follow Clara, as she follows God, I'm following God, and I'm bringing Hayden with me. I'm saying, do you know that God loves you, that God has a plan for your life, that God cares about the things that you care about, that God wants you to grow in him? And he might not be able to jump, or maybe he will leapfrog me, but we pull, and we strive, and we go after Jesus. And there's a tension because, oh, just pull me. It's so much easier than me dragging on somebody else, but you aren't dragging somebody on. God's giving you strength and using you to learn from, walk with, and invest in someone else. That they would know that God cares about them, that they would know that God loves them, that they would know that there's a plan, that when you're discouraged, you can say, hey, Clara, hold up one second. We need to pray for Hayden. Hey, we need to rally around Hayden and say that, I know that you're in school. I know that you have sisters. I know that you need prayer. Like, we can pray for you. We can encourage you. And then as we follow God, I'm following the witness and testimony of others. And you can follow Jesus, too. Give these guys a And even though you might feel like, man, I rejected God. I disowned his plan for my life. I killed the author of life. There's these words. But God. Even though you thought, like, I messed up, it's too far. But God, he offers forgiveness. He offers that in that stress, in that tension, in that pulling, he offers us freedom to be forgiven, to be focused on Jesus. But God, you killed, you disowned, you rejected. 
my friend that I um, spent several hours with a few weeks ago, uh, he's going through a very dark time again. And he's in a position where he's like, I want to, I know I should believe in God, but I, I don't want to. Because there's all this stuff, so I deserve what I'm in. And you can't tell me that God forgives because this is what I did, so I, I deserve this. So you say, but God's forgiveness, but Jesus is real. No, I deserve I deserve the fact that I rejected, I disowned, I abandoned. I don't deserve, but God has given me freedom. God has given me forgiveness. God has made healing available. God is opening a door, a way out. God is providing a place where I can serve him. I can go after him, but God. And so please pray uh, for my friend and Pray that God would open doors that we could communicate, well, not us, but he would be open to the power of the Holy Spirit speaking and saying, you are forgiven, choose me. This illustration, I heard it, I loved it, I thought it was awesome. I got a little misty-eyed, actually, and then I found out where it came from. It's like, what? I can't share this, or I can't at least get, like, emotional about it, because it's so, like, silly, but I'll just share it. If you know where it's from, maybe I'll tell you later, but... There's a story of like this person going through a very hard time, difficult time, and they just present their hands and said, no, my hands are empty. My hands are empty. I have nothing. And then the person reached down and grabbed their hands and said, no, they're full. You have me. If anybody's curious to break the mood, that's from Little Women. I didn't know that was in the book, Little Women, but you learn something new every day. But the fact is, you can think, my hands are empty. There's no one here. I've rejected. I've abandoned. I've burnt bridges. They're empty, and God is saying, no, but God, my hands are in yours. You have all of me. You have the fulfillment of what Scripture says available to you. You don't have to worry about what you've done in the past. You can ask for forgiveness in that struggle, that tension. You can go after me and as you go after me, I want to use you in your brokenness, in your failure, in the past of sin to share with others that you've been forgiven, that you've been healed, that you are in a consistent process of becoming. I like how Lucinda mentioned it uh, the other day at Life Group. We are not human beings. We're human becomings because each day we are getting closer and closer to God as we obediently follow him step by step. This is the Zen diagram, Venn diagram, not Zen, sorry, <laughs> Venn diagram, how there's the interlocking piece and how God is calling us to embrace the struggle, embrace the strain that we might be like him. This is my friend's book that is kind of uncomfortable. He wrote this and it's a tribute to Jesus was completely human but he was completely God. And sometimes we look at Jesus being completely God that we miss the fact that he was completely human. Those things make us uncomfortable. Those things make us like, well, it's kind of weird that, yeah, Jesus was a man. Jesus was God. He was both. And that's why we can live in that tension of understanding that God was using Jesus to be a witness to us that as Jesus pursued God, he would bring us through his example to understand who he is. You can find more about the sacred overlap at Life Group Wednesdays at 7. You killed the author of life. 
by your rejection of him, by your disobedience to him, by your questioning, like, does God, does God really care what I'm going through? I have relatives, I have friends, I have uh, situations where it does not seem like God is there. It seems like I pray and I pray and I fast and I read scripture and I memorize the Bible and I go to church and I do these things, but there's no progress being made. There's nothing that's taking place where I can look back and see God's at work. And what if perhaps, I don't know, but what if just maybe you are just one day away from that breakthrough of God doing what only he can do. It's not by works. It's only by God's grace. But God uses us, our obedience, to reflect to others that he is true. That's why we must be consistent and ask for his forgiveness when we are with our own children, with our own families, with our own co-workers. That they know you go to church. That they might know whatever you profess. But are you consistent with living it? every day at work or do you just say hey today i'm not going to be a christian so i'm just going to do everything bad that i used to do and just know that god forgives me well god will forgive you but perhaps you're hindering that co-worker of knowing that god's freedom is real his victory is for you by not looking at the success but by being lowly humble pursuing god but God raised him from the dead, and we are witnesses of this fact. Through faith to the name of Jesus. Through faith to the name of Jesus. Clara, in the movie War Room, she wanted it to be known that she prayed in Jesus' name. It was because of Jesus' name. It was not because she had the gumption, she had the courage, you had the past to make it work. It's only because of Jesus the crippled man was healed, and you know how crippled he was before. It's only because of Jesus somebody can look at you and say, I remember when you were in high school. I remember when you were in college. I remember... But now I see you've changed. I've seen that you've given your life to God. I see that that past, it has formed you, but you are forgiven. There's something that I can see back and know that God has used something in your life to bring you closer to him. Faith in Jesus' name has healed him before your very eyes. Faith in Jesus' name has healed him before your very eyes. Hebrews, we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. You can hear the testimonies, the stories, the witness of others, but not experience it for yourself. You can hear sermons. You can listen to uh, different teachings. You can listen and be a part, but God wants us to see with our very eyes. God wants us to experience it for ourselves. God wants, as Greg was just leading and I was following, then I got to experience the faithfulness of what God had done in Greg's life. And as Hayden was following, my prayers that Hayden would see and experience the forgiveness, the healing, the truth of Jesus in his life as I was following, as I'm going. So it's not just a story of hearing what Greg went through, what God has done in his life, but I got to experience it for myself. It's not just so that Hayden could hear the story of Greg and the story of me, but that Hayden would experience and know the love of Jesus before his very own eyes, that he would know for himself that God loves him, that God cares for him, that God has 
the plan for his life, that we might help others to see and know, not just by the words on our lips, but by the power and presence of who Jesus is, that they would experience with their very own eyes the truth of Jesus. We learn from the witness, testimony, and story of others, and by our personal experience of seeing him by being with him. This says they rejected Jesus. They disowned him, God with us, Emmanuel. What we celebrate every single Christmas, the fact that God sent Jesus, his son, wrapped in flesh to us, that we might celebrate. I don't know if you can think of a gift. There's probably several. I can't think of one right now. But somebody gave to you and you thought it was the best thing. It was amazing. It was great. You played with it every day or you put it on a mantle or you carried it with you. It was just awesome until somebody said, hey, I'll give you this for that. Um, I had a friend, old boss, actually. He was a missionary in uh, Africa and he talked about monkey traps. And so what they would do, they would hollow out a gourd and then they'd put rocks in it and they'd go outside and like shake it and it would sound really cool and to get the attention of the monkey. And what they would do is, <coughs> excuse me, they'd hang it in a tree or somewhere. And what would happen is the monkey would put his hand in the gourd and grab the rocks in the gourd. But the trap, the gourd was tied somewhere. So then because the monkey wouldn't let go of the rocks, that, that's how they trapped. If the monkey would just let go of the useless, worthless rocks, then the monkey could escape. But it would just hold on to the rocks. Just hold on to the rocks. And that's how the monkey would get trapped. Are you holding on to rocks? Now, my daughter's not here, so I can share this story about her. Because this is a good one. <laughs> We were at Lake Champlain. Mom and dad always rent a cabin on Lake Champlain every single summer. So we're sitting on the dock and Jay was young. She was really young and she found a stone, a rock that she really liked. And so she's sitting on the dock and she really likes it. And Jay, for whatever reason, I don't even know how, but she fell and she fell in the water and she fell in the water to the point where she's in the water, like over her head like this. She's in the water and she's holding on to the rock because she didn't want to drop the rock in the water because she didn't know if she could find it again. So she's on the dock, mesmerized by this rock, holding this rock. Somehow she falls in the water. And I don't know, was it you, Beth? Some her mom? I think it was my mom. My mom had to pull her out. And Jay's like holding on to the rock. Hey, it's a great, she still had the rock. But she theoretically could have lost her life because she was holding on to this rock. So as a pastor would say, what rocks are you holding on to? God says that we have life, we have victory, we can go after him as we live humbly following Jesus, not trying to build ourselves up, not trying to lift ourselves up, but as we follow Jesus, as we follow those that we can learn from and pull others with us, that they might experience who Jesus is, that they would know the truth of God. Because God is with us, so be with Emmanuel. God is with us, don't disown and reject who Jesus is because, oh, he's too close. He's up in my business. He's telling me what to do. I don't want to hear from you today. Enjoy being with God with us.
How do you do it? Well, I think you pray, you read the Bible, you go to church. How do you do it? You renew your mind and you allow God to captivate your heart. So when he says, let go of the rocks and you're like, no, these are so good. You've renewed your mind. He's captivating your heart. That you say, Jesus, I'm going after you. Be with God with us. Don't say, hey, Emmanuel, I see you up there. You're doing good. But we can be with God with us. Be with God with us. And lastly, in conclusion, whenever you say in conclusion, people perk up and start paying attention. So in conclusion, Jesus isn't so far ahead of us. Jesus is right here. Just acknowledge him and take his hand and know that he's with us and he loves us and he has a plan for us. Not just for us, but for us to be used by him to reach into someone's life that they might know his forgiveness and his truth. Jesus, we thank you that you are here. And Father, we admit that there are so many rocks that we hold on to. There are so many traps that Satan wants to use to get us. There are so many things that we feel are so important that we could lose our lives over. But Father, we thank you that you care and you are here. We thank you, Jesus, because you are good. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank <laughs> you.
Amen? Amen. 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 And you are dismissed.